1997 through maybe 2000, mm. high school, early college, everybody had the fleeces with the oh. company, the clothing company on them. Like oh. they were so proud of Tommy Hilfiger. It was, it was everywhere. American Eagle, Perry oh. Ellis, Eddie oh. Bauer. Structure. Structure, Express, because yeah. Express used to be women, and then Structure became Express, so it was okay for a guy to wear it. The worst. And then American Polo Company, which was almost Ralph Lauren Polo, but like a ripoff. Oh, is that... It wasn't the same thing? Nope. Completely oh. different company. Capitalizing on the popularity of Ralph Lauren. It's like the equivalent of when you go into a 7-Eleven and you see... I see them all the time out here. It's like a gold and purple hat that says Los Angeles on it. So it oh, looks like yeah. a Lakers hat, but... Yes. It's in no way endorsed by the National Basketball Association. So they had this thing where it was the American Polo Company, and you think it's like Ralph Lauren, but it's it would be the same as having like the Calvin Collection, and it kind of looks like Calvin Klein, but it's not. That was I, another one too. This this reminds me of those hats that those idiots sell outside the the Phillies and Eagles games, and yes. it's the eagle head logo, but it's not exactly. The same. It's like an eagle that was like punched in the face a couple times. It's like a golden eagle. It's not quite bald. And the, the whole shape of it's like different. It's not, you know, yeah. you can tell it's a knockoff. It's oh. just enough to not get sued but still be able to sell it. That's why, right. <laughs> That's why I hated shopping for clothing in high school because all, every t shirt, any t shirt that uh, a young teenage boy could buy. Yeah, of course. Had a huge name brand logo splattered across the chest. It was right. no subtlety. You couldn't just get like a plain red shirt. It had to have oh. like Armani Exchange on the front. I remember it when I went to one of the dances at St. Jude when we were like in fifth, sixth grade. We went oh, to the Bon Ton. My mom took me to Bon Ton because I was getting some, some new gear. And I bought one of those hooded, not a sweatshirt, but like this. Remember the hooded shirts? Long sleeve, long sleeve with hoodies, and it was hoods. Philadelphia football on it, and it was like a green helmet, but it was no way the Eagles. But I was like, yeah, Eagles, and I remember getting that. I got that, and I got like another one. I think it was like New York football or something, because I, I was like a Giants fan, right. and I, I thought, oh, well, it's kind of like the Eagles, but it's not. I'm just a just a knockoff. So did you wear a like a New York hat and like a Philadelphia football hoodie? No. I had there's a cool picture I have when I was 11 years old, 12 years old in front of the World Trade and I have a Giants cap and a New York Giants starter jacket. Remember the big puffy jackets? Yes, oh, the starter jackets. Where have they been? They're so cool. And this was one of those hats, you know what I'm talking about. It has New York Giants written on the front, but yes. then the logo is like embroidered in the letters, but it doesn't take up the rest of the hat. You know what I mean? Like you can see the Giants logo. Oh, right, right. This right. is when it was just, it wasn't the NY. It was actually the Giants like word written. Yeah. 
it was like that inside, but it was stitched into the lettering. Yes. So it was like a cool. But yeah, I was thinking about that because I saw somebody wearing one of those uh, fleeces the other day. Not a fleece, like one of those shirts or whatever that just said, uh, you know, Tommy Hilfiger, whatever. I thought, oh yeah, remember that? Remember in high school, every kid had like a fleece, like a bright yellow fleece that was like Ralph Lauren <laughs> Polo Sport. I had one. Yeah. Oh, we all did. Of course. They would all. They would I had all like the red. Those little like balls of lint. Of, of, of yeah, just dust and lint and just crap, and you would have to pick it off one by one because they were pristine for like a few wears, and then after a couple of washes, they became kind of like carpet, like shaggy carpet. And you're like, Oh, um, do you might as well just give me some money because I'm Disney's the shaggy dog right now in this. <laughs> I had like the Armani Exchange uh, turtleneck that yeah, said like Armani Exchange, like there was no cool way for me to pull. I look like a Backstreet Boy. I remember I came in 11th grade with, like, a new wardrobe. Like, 10th grade, I had the long hair, and I did, like, the the Nirvana T-shirts and the doors and everything. In 11th grade, I came in, like, hair neatly cropped and, like, you know, the tech vest, the Old Navy tech vest with, like, the Ralph Lauren shirt flannel underneath. And Dave Cicero's like, hey, good to see you're a Backstreet Boy this year. What changed? (laughs) It's been a couple months. Transformation time. Yeah, I know. I'm sitting here thinking, I don't even remember what my look was in like sophomore year of high school. It was just constantly changing. I was like, nope, that's not it. Nope, that's not yeah. it. Nope, that's not it. Didn't you, didn't you do the metamorphosis like every few months? I went from like the wigger, like I'd be walking around like. <laughs> and then I went to like the Mazamo and like the Quicksilver. Remember like the skater, skater. kind of look? Yes. But then I didn't right. really, I, that didn't really last long because I wasn't really like a skater. So I was like, eh, we'll do the band thing for a while, you know, play guitar. I can, I can pull this off. And then next year it's like, I'm tearing up my heart. Clark, what are you doing? And then it became the gay guy. What? No. I mean, the the accidental gay guy. I I didn't mean to do it. No, no, it it was fine. But you remember that too. Everything was like arrow pastel. Didn't know what I was doing. I remember hating getting dressed up to go out yeah because right. my mind was changing so much that between the time i bought that shirt and the night that i actually was going to wear it out i didn't like it anymore i felt like that happened every night oh yeah no, you, like you almost this. This sucks now you spend so much time you're like oh what shirt do i wear and it wasn't like a oh i need to wear the button down on my night or the uh you know, the Joseph of Boone. You're just like, just what, what cool, what will make me look cool tonight? And then as soon as you walk out the door, you're like, should I got the salad? The salad, damn. Like you miss it right away. You're like, what would make me look like I didn't try too hard to look cool, but I right. don't look too cool, but I don't look like a slob. Like I'm uh, still keeping it light, uh, but I care. And then you mess it up all together. Clark, you're wearing a chicken outfit. I, I don't know. This is where I was when I left. Clark, that's your Halloween costume from fourth grade. It doesn't even fit. Help me. Just that's what I would encourage a child of mine to do. Yo, just keep wearing costumes. Don't worry about yeah. clothes. Just wear a funny costume to every party you go to in high school. That's an icebreaker, right? You don't have to go up to a girl and be like, hey, do you like stuff? You can just go up in the Batman outfit <laughs> and go, I'm Batman. And when they say, hey, why do you always wear costumes to parties? Because here's my phone number. 
And here's my dad. <laughs> you cut out for a second. Sorry. Here, here's my phone number. Here's my dad. Uh, Clark, this is Horace's 90th birthday at the nursing home that you volunteered for. I know. I know. Keeping it real. Keeping it loose. And don't forget to tweet us at the underscore podcast. You're live on Nerd35. John and Matt, we have John Ollie, a.k.a. John O'Nelson of the Gecko Brothers, Hood Tales, and other artistry endeavor fames uh, coming on the show in about 10 minutes. So Yeah, I checked his... Uh... I peeped his music video for his new song. What's it called again? Tonight, Houston, Harlem. Tonight, Houston, Harlem. Because he's a. Uh, wonder why. He's from, he's from Harlem. So then why does Houston get in there? I don't know. We're going to have to find that out. I think the other guy in the Gecko Brothers is from Houston. There's some guy on the Gecko Brothers who sound. I was trying to think of who John Ollie sounds like. Because there's a part of his voice that reminds me of someone from, you know, back in the day. Yeah, Big Daddy Kane. Big Daddy Kane. He's one of those guys. Like John like sounds a, like one of those old guys. I was over at his house peak. once, and he was talking about guys from New York that he was trying to get. Old rappers from the 90s he was trying to get on the show, on his show. And I said, how about Big Daddy Kane? He's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's time. He doesn't sound like that. That's my try not to be racist impression, but... Um, he sounds like one of those old old school kind of rappers, you know? Maybe a slight tip of Nate Dog. Yeah, perfect. A slight... I couldn't hear you. No, oh, a slight variation of the, of the Dog, of, dog Nate. of Nate. Yes. What is going on here? See, I think if I were Nate Dog, rest his soul, yes. I would sing every non-trivial thing that happens throughout the day. Hey, honey, <laughs> did you take the trash out? Well, I took the trash out by the curb. I left it next to next to a pile of the turds. I put in recyclables just next to that. The trash man's coming and it's really fast. Don't ask me to do the dishes again. <laughs> Don't ask me. Sixteen's in the clip and beer's in the fridge. In a minute, I'm about to take one turn cold. Yeah. That was the best. Oh, love them. If His you song with no talent and no, you know, writing ability or production ability, just have Nate sing the hook. That was it. Saved. Yeah. Sir, you have a pulse, and that's about it. So we're going to bring in Nate Dog. That's a number one hit. <laughs> Remember he did uh, Shake That Ass with Eminem, the two of them? Shake that ass for me. Shake that for me. And then Akon's like that for a while, but... Yeah. So John Ali tonight, Houston, Harlem. We need to find out why. And what else is he in? What else has he done? Maybe it's Harlem, Houston, and I just ignited a gang war by doing oh, no. that. He was in he has Hood Tales, which is a really funny YouTube uh series. Hood Tales. Is it I've I've edited one of those gems. Uh oh. I mentioned him before. I had it on my computer for like three months. And he's like, where's Hood Tales? I'm like, all right, I'll get it for you. Because I was all ADDing. So I'm like, I don't want to get shot. I remember you talking about this during the show. Like, in, this yeah. happened in, like, the past year. And you kept, like, pushing it off. I'll get to it. Yo, I'm outside your house. It's coming! Would you like some tea? I have Earl Grey or Irish breakfast. Just give me the tea. So he's done Hood Tales, which is great. And he's a really good rapper. And these guys tour, like, all over the country. You know, they're up and coming. They do, like, stints in Vegas where he'll play, like, Vegas for three nights. And I'm not talking... And I've watched some of the some of the shows. Uh, I'm not talking, like, you know, we're playing uh, 
Bill's Record Shop in Des Moines for 10 people. Right. He's playing like arenas. Like I mean, it's, it's them and like a few other bands. Right. But they're selling out shows of like, you know, Hard Rock Hotel and stuff like that. I mean, they're, nice. they're tearing it up. So They, uh, they're kind of like, they're not like boys to men, right? They, but they like rap BBC, more. BBD. You know what I mean? Yeah, they kind of rap. Right. They do the rap they a little bit. They can sing. They can they, sing, it too. It sounds like they can sing, too. They got like a Nelly thing going on. You know how Nelly can sing, but he also can rap? Yes. Very they got true. that thing going on for him. I like him. There's nothing cooler than a rapper that can sing really well and then rap, but then finds like the right mix. Right. Doesn't overdo it. It's the real deal. It has an old school flavor to it. Old school flavor. It's a G twist. You know, I used to drive around with my buddy Sean to regulators, and he would play one character and I'll play the other. And we would do like funny motions when we're rapping. And when the one part ended, we would freeze in whatever position that was. So it'd be like, but the fly away. And then you'd stop and your wings would be flapping in the air. Meanwhile, you're driving a motor vehicle. So I'd have to hold this position with like my knee driving it because there's nothing to do in Pennsylvania. So we're driving around. That's true. Yeah. I thought it was a windshield a couple times. But I'm excited about the show, man. It feels good to get back on the saddle. I'm back in the saddle again. John Ollie. What is his like full name? John what? John Hassinger, which is bizarre because he spells his name with an H. Uh, no, it's o. John O. Nelson. Oh, John O. Nelson. It's going to be great. Excited yeah, to have so, Yeah, I can't wait to meet him. Back to this Aeropostale thing. When did oh. that go out? Because I think Abercrombie was like the peak of it. But for a couple of years before that, it was like the Ralph Lauren polo sport. I feel like there was a transition right around 2000 when I guess that generation just decided to hate name brand. Name. Remember, it was like Hollister was this kind of like last reaching, like, please, it's cool, even though eight-year-olds wear me. Come on. Oh, yeah. It was like the last call at the bar when it's 150. Yeah. We still have a drink special. You have 10 minutes. The band has two more songs. Get your drinks. Because they didn't do that well that night. Right. One last ditch effort. And then it became the thrift store stuff. Go to the thrift store and buy the t-shirts you had when you were a kid, but they still fit you now. It was like the retro phase. Remember you you got the, uh, like the sprout shirt. It had like the jelly green giant on it. You're like, oh, it's a graphic tee. I guess we're going back to that. And that was cool too, because you can always pull that off. Because people had those shirts in like the 80s, and it's right. like, he's got a He-Man shirt. I got some six shirts last week for the birthday. I got one. Nice. It's only for fans of planes, trains, automobiles would get it, but it's got, you know what a griffin is? Like the bird? Yeah. It's Del Griffin. It's John Candy's head on one of those birds and shower curtain rings, and uh, Steve oh. Martin's riding him from the oh. movie. It's amazing. That's great. But those old classic tees, man, they're they're, they're popular. Yeah. yeah, Camp Hopwood, nineteen eighty-seven. Camp Hopwood, you know, <laughs> old maroon and gold day, St. Jude Elementary, eighty-six. McDonald's day. This is Burger King. You're gonna shut up and feed your face. 
I love that. I love to see. So yeah, that's I think when it kind of went out of style to have name brands blasted, plastered all over your clothing, it looked obnoxious. But then remember, Von Dutch. No. Von Dutch. Those stupid trucker hats. Oh no! So bad. Fifty dollar trucker hats, maybe even a hundred dollar. I have no idea. And they were just the foam ones that you could get at like the machines that you put a quarter in and the claw goes down to grab something. Oh, opening day. Yeah, Uncle Bill's Pancake House. I got a hat. The trucker hats, the thing with them is they were always kind of cool, but then too many, like, douchebags started wearing them all the time, you know? I thought they were cool when people wore them like regular hats. Why did all of a sudden trucker hats just get placed on top of your head? Yes. They didn't put them down and make them fit. When it was like Ernest Scared Stupid, that's when you want to see the trucker hat going on, you know? Like those old 80s movies? Yes. And then when you see, like, the hipster with the Ed Hardy jeans... That are oh, oh. that are nut tight, wearing that hat. You're like, just stop, just. I just want to knock it off their head. You know how you go up to someone and you hit the brim of the hat to make it go flying. Yeah. I just want to yeah. walk down Hollywood Boulevard like a, like I'm tag teaming people with two hands and just start knocking hats off. Sure, Clark died tonight, but he died doing what he loved, making fun of the hipsters. That's not what I loved. You be quiet up there. I have nothing to back that up with. I just wanted to give a good, ooh, a regular Liberace in the castle. No. 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 Hey, I'm going to visit the Versace mansion when I go down to South Beach. I've already contacted them and said that I'm I'm a scout proprietoring for an event in February, and I need to see the grounds beforehand. So I have like a tour plan. Genius. This bullshit story. Yeah. Here's my LA address. A big producer wants to do a shoot here and I gotta scout it out. I only have yeah. about four hours. Can I squeeze it in two? Yes, of course, Mr. Clark. Okay. The joke's on you. I'm with Kingman Productions. Oh yes, yes, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sir, we just Googled that. We found a video of you in a diaper. Running across the lawn. Oh, that's real. No, no, it was a head. Sir, are you wasting our time? Yes. So, what do we got here? Two minutes. We got Mr. John Alion. Tweet us at the underscore podcastle. How you yeah. been, brother? What's going on? What's brewing down there in the uh, Pembroke Pines? We are, well, tomorrow we will literally be one month away. Oh, my gosh. Congratulations. Congratulations, man. Yeah, would you send that damn RSVP? There's send- so many people who haven't sent it that were like, uh, are you Well, you coming? need it because of the, the meal, right? Because you know I'm no, going. I'm in, the, I'm in the party. I think my RSVP is, is there. Understood. You just but need it for like the a, meal. The checklist. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be adult it. about it because I know it's a big event and, and Heather's probably stressed. But part of me thought about filling out this ridiculous like rider of, of, of request dietary needs like it has to be gluten free and I'm going to need the uh, pomegranates stepped on oh, by a up. aborigine and if any part of this is deviated you will repeat the process and you will put the lotion back in the basket so it's crazy but yeah I'm going to fill up. that out you know I like the options I think I'm going to do the fish because I figured Florida I have a pretty good chance of getting something that was caught that day Oh, yeah, man. Is the fish an option? I don't know. I don't know. Well, there's a write-in option, too, for requests. What? No. 
That's not true. All right, John is ready to go. We're going to uh, patch in Mr. John Ollie right here. And uh, we can't and, wait to uh, talk to him. It's going to be super fun. Super sexual. Cool. Super delicious. Needy. We're going to be talking with Mr. Nito. Nito. John Ollie on the Nito. podcast. What's up, man? Yo. I don't think he's on. <laughs> it's me, John. Son of a bitch. Son of a Good old Skype. Well, some intern's going to get fired for messing this up. This all began in the Do We got John Ollie. John, I patched you in, and all I hear is something's going on in the Inglewood area, and I'm like, you know what? He's bringing it. He's the real deal, this guy. I'm driving. I'm on a high uh, police chase right now. Oh. The police are chasing me. It's and, like the white uh, Bronco. I decided to call you, yes. Yes, actually, I'm the backwards. It's O-J-J-O, so there we oh, go. yeah. Whoa. Whoa, that just blew my mind, man. That's like some rapper alliteration there. Yeah, you know, that's metaphors, man. <laughs> oh, little man, I know who that is. Yeah. I'm not going to say his name because we're on the air, and I don't know if you're cool with that, but I know who that is. And I, oh, that, man, his a cute name. little man. You can say his name. You can say his name. That's little J.O. <laughs> little J.O. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's going on, fellas? Yo, man, thanks for being on the show. We're on live with John O'Nelson, actor, director, producer, Rapper, writer, editor, I don't know. What else? What can't you do? Free time. Taylor? Uh, part-time, part-time pack baggers at Rouse, single dad. Uh, I also do landscaping and water lawns <laughs> on my day off. And water lawns. Whatever you can fit in. I'll do some dishes if it's a little cold out, which it's not usually. But... Right. John, I do it all. Thank you so much for being on the show. You and I know each other for a while. I consider you a good friend. You consider me a, a guy that's just kind of annoying, I'm sure. But um, I got to No, I, I listened to the new track. I downloaded it back a few months ago. And um, this is big, man. The video is solid and the track is great. Can you tell us about uh, what's going on? All right. So, yeah, um, as you know, Matt, I don't know your listeners probably don't, but I also am an MC. I have, I'm in a group called the Gecko Brothers. Um, and uh, while the Gecko Brothers are, I guess, somewhat, I don't want to say taking a break because we're not, but Good. while we're, while we're, pro while we're preparing to do our album, I decided to do a solo project of my own. So the, the first single that I dropped was a song called Tonight, which oddly enough still features my partner, Priest Forever, and a few other cats from Houston, Texas, d Rose. D. Randall and my man Brew. So that's the new single that's out right now. You can get it on Bandcamp for ninety nine cents, people. Uh, and yeah, that's it's that's it's a that. tight song, man. It's so good. And uh, yes. you know what? We were talking about this before the show. We've mentioned you a lot on the show, and we're gonna edit a clip into the song a little bit, tease people at the end of this so they can download it on Bandcamp. But um, what is you have kind of an old school. And I know that sounds funny. I don't funny like that term. I don't like that term. I don't like that term. Classic. Classic. That's what I meant. Well, it's complimentary. You have a classic flavor that, um, for me, it sounds fresh. It sounds new, and it doesn't sound. It sounds nostalgic, but it's something that is very needed right now. You know, you're not using 
a bunch of auto-tune uh, tracks laced on top of each other to where you don't even sound like that anymore. It's very right. legit. It sounds very hard to to uh, to pull off. I mean, you're a very talented guy, man. It's it's super tight. I, I appreciate that, man. Um, I, well, I, 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 I respect the word nostalgic because it, it definitely is a reminiscence of, as some people like to call it, the golden era of hip hop. Um, and and I, I take that as a, a very high compliment. Though I am from that era, I had records out in that era. So, no way. Yeah, I, I, I was I was signed to a major label in 1991 and had an album out under the name J Bum uh, on Mercury Records. So wow. I'm I'm from that era, also. Um, so I get it. I guess that's why I sound like that. But um, but yeah. So I just kind of don't really trying to shy away from the words old school. Uh, yeah. Be- because... Well, oh, you don't not call... to be confused with old. I mean, it's, it sounds fresh and, and, and you, you look and, great. And, and, not, and not that I'm not old. I am an older guy, but you don't call the Rolling Stones old school or you don't call uh, Bon Jovi old school. You call that classic rock. So yes. I think terms yeah. like that yeah. should be adapted for hip-hop. Run DMC shouldn't be considered old school. They're classic. You're right. Just I like, like that. you know, Aerosmith is classic rock. They're not old school rock. You don't hear them on the radio saying old school rock. They classic rock. So I think we should just adopt that term for the same thing for those classic hip hop artists like a Run DMC or Big Daddy Kane or oh, those who came before me. I gotcha, and that makes sense too. Yeah, if you're gonna call somebody, you know, classic rock or classic whatever, uh, it should be it should apply to all forms of music. You know, I agree. Yeah, that's a well put. From now on, old school is only going to be a okay comedy movie from 2004. We're going to be calling it classic. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about Big Daddy Kane before the show, and we were trying to think about during that era, if you will, who who could spit the best. And I would love, and I know you got a lot of people that you, your knowledge just surpasses mine. But who would you say in that era can? Uh, could spit it the best. You you know you you know that's that's a question for the ages, my brother. Right. That is a question. Now, personally, I have my personal top five MCs from that era. Um and I I wouldn't say they're in any particular order, but if I had to name five MCs from that era, it would be Rakim, Big Daddy Kane, Coogee Rap, LL Cool J, and KRS One. Wow. Those are my top five. Um, so that's who I would say. Now, each one of those individuals had a different style. So I can't. And you know what? I'll be totally honest. I always say this. Rakim was probably the best as far as lyrical. Yeah, you've said and that then, before. Yes. But then then after Rakim, you know, it's two, three, four and five. What about EPMD? Are they up there? But see, now EPMD came just a tad bit later. Okay. That's a different, I mean, they're in the same realm and the same uh, area, but they came a little later than all of those five guys. Yes, EPMD is a great group, great group. And if we were talking groups, then I would be like, yeah, they would be in top five. Tribe Called Quest? Solo artists, Tribe Called Quest would be um, in the top five too. 
as far as groups are concerned. Solo artists are a little different, but if I if I gave you top five off the top of my head of rap groups, it would be uh, okay. We throw Tribe Called Quest, we throw EPMD. I have to give a nod to Run DMC because of just because. Right. Um, 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 my favorite hip hop group, which would be number four, which technically would be my number one, would be Houdini. Um, I think they pioneered hip hop, but they don't get the juice that uh, that everybody else gets. And then number five would be Public Enemy. Oh so, yeah. So that's Black Planet. Oh, your hey. favorite Black Man. Favorite you, Black Planet was a great album. You should have heard. You should have seen me listening to EPMD's the the joint in eleventh grade in my Saturn going to school. Man, it was pretty <laughs> wild. So John, you grew up in Harlem. Um, I don't. Yes. You can't be really pigeonholed into one genre. I first met John about four years ago, showing his uh, Hood Tales series, which are hilarious. Uh, Thank you. What, what is Hood Tales? It's so good, man. It's so good. What is it? Is it like video or audio? What, how do you How do you enjoy um, it? It's it's video. It's video. There's, there's a few. Uh, there's like nine or ten episodes up on YouTube at this point. Um, and Hood Tales was just something I. It's hoods. It's it's stories that I heard or either fabricated uh, from the hood that I just made into videos. And oh, that's great. That's hood tales, and that's exactly how I met Mr. Clark, um, at uh, and him and his friend Jakir, um, at uh, Flappers, yeah, Flappers in Burbank, um, and we, you know, we we kind of hit it off right then, and we, you know, we've been we've <laughs> we've been soulmates ever since that day. We've been soulmates <laughs> since that day, and I've never looked back. Love and we never sight. looked back. I just right. run. To wherever yes. John goes, he's, he's... I run to you. So they, that's that's what it is. But yeah, Hotels is like a comedic comedic short web series that I do uh, from time to time. Um, and you know, it's 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 just my little, I guess, little my little project, my little baby. It's so good. Um, yeah. They're they're great. And then you do this vlog called Dear John, where you ask people, or people ask you. You know, dear John. Correct. What's the you know? I asked a stupid one, I think, but you still made it funny. I didn't know what to say, so I was like, "Dear John, uh, if I was in Harlem, what's the best place to eat between One Fourteenth Street and St. Nicholas Avenue?" And John's like, "Well, that's like eighty blocks because you're going north to south." And I'm like, "Oh, yeah, yeah." yeah, But you, but you made it work. I I did. I did make it work. yeah, because I, I I don't know if you've been to New York or been in Harlem, but it, it it's a Harlem itself is really small. Harlem. Oh, it is. Um, I've been to New York a lot. I've only driven through Harlem. Right. Never Harlem been. itself yeah. only spans from one technically from 110th Street to 155th Street. That's going uh, east to west, so it's not really long. Um, it spans wider than it is long. Um, but your, when you gave me your uh, your question, I was really being silly and technical about it. Uh, it was great. So that's why. <laughs> now, what's Spanish Harlem? Is that the Renaissance of uh, the the? No, that the would be technic- uh, No, that's technically the east side of Harlem. So, like I said, there's an east and a west side of it. Um, and after Fifth Avenue, Fifth Avenue to First Avenue is considered Spanish Harlem. 
that's just the east side of it. And yeah. then there's the west side of it. So that's what Spanish Harlem is. I learn something every time I talk to you, man. You, hey, you man, educate. I'm trying to educate the youth. You do? <laughs> what is Dear John? Dear John, okay, so Dear John is pretty much what it is. It's, 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 it's people send me video questions of random things, whatever they like want. Trivia or, or, I don't know, just anything? Just anything, any question. Um, John, why is Ben Franklin's face on a $100 bill? Um, oh. John, why is your favorite group Houdini? So it, it could be whatever yeah. they want. Um, it could be stupid. It could be serious. It could be political. It could be uh, sexual. Uh, yeah, it could be whatever yeah. you sexual. want. And it works, uh, too, because you're not like, ow, oh, well, here's the answer, sir. You spin it where... It's I was going to say, what do you do? Just Google the answer if you don't know? It's like a show. Oh, no, I never Google S-H-I-T. I just answer it from my point of view. And hmm. nine times out of ten, how I answer it, it's really not the real answer. I, I just... I just. They don't want the real answer. They want your answer. Yeah. Yeah, That's yeah some of them try to be like smart asses too. And they'll be like, John, uh, dear John, uh, if a man's traveling from this, and you'd be yeah. like, first of all, why is he traveling in a car? You know, it, it, like right. you give it's a funny spin. Oh, that's so good. I love it. Yeah. I have a clip here, John, with your blessing okay. of tonight, Harlem no. Houston. No, no, no. May, may I play okay. a snippet over the air, sir? Okay, of course uh, you can. This is tonight, Harlem Houston. And it's the official, official music video you can find actually online on YouTube, and you can download the song on Bandcamp. And I want to play a snippet here and, uh, I love how it's called Bandcamp. I know, it's cool. Dude, this video, if you haven't seen the video on YouTube, it's shot so well. And I love that you got the rosaries on, man. The green rosaries, it's tight. Where was this the shot? This looks. This was in Houston. We went to Houston to do that. Oh wow! Um, me and my my boy Priest. Um, we were down there actually doing a show, and we decided to uh, get with the fellas and and shoot that up. Um, and the green rosary, uh, or the jade rosary, as I like it, is kind of a shout out to this this young lady that I have a extreme crush on that lives in Florida. So she always wears jade when I see her. So that was that was my really little uh, little reference. Where in Florida? It, is, oh yeah. Where is she at? Uh, I believe she lives in Miami, Miami, a little bit on the outside of Miami. Oh, all right. Yeah, dear John. Yeah. Oh, that's close to you. Yeah. Well, my, I might need you to go knock on her door and be like, "Hey, John said." Yeah. <laughs> hey, John said. Who are you? John sent me. Oh. John did. She'll know exactly. She'll just start laughing. She knows who I am. It's See, not like I'm stalking her or nothing. <laughs> you just drop the name and they know. Yeah. Like yeah. when I got lost in Harlem, I was like, I know John Ollie. And, and they were just like, you have five seconds to get back in your car. And I was like, all right, cool. See you. Like, right. They, no. gave you, they gave you five seconds. Usually they give people three. So they gave you that extra two because See? you knew me. You saved it. You saved my life. I did. That's what I like. So man, if you go to stop it, man, you're from Philly, man. Dude, Philly is not Philly is tough. 
Yeah, it's tough, man. Tough in the face, that cold. You wake up and it, 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 it you know, you know how it is. You're scraping it's your so car tough, off at six in the morning. We had to move away. Right. Yeah, we're in L.A. now. <laughs> in we Florida. moved to the sunshine. We couldn't, we couldn't take it. Couldn't I, hack I it. I totally understand. That's why I'm in L.A. now. John, what's next for you, man? What's the next thing that you're you're working on, or you're doing that you wanna you wanna do? I know okay. you got your hand in so many pots, but what do you? What's like the next the big next, thing? You, the next thing, I don't know if you've been watching, uh, Mr. Clark, but I put out a web series on Atheon Crockett's uh, channel called John the Father. Um, yeah, what's that about? John the Father is <laughs> loosely based on my life right now. Um, nice. It's a web series about me being a single father and how. And let me let me let me clarify this before I say it the way some people might take it. Um, his mom just picked up and left, and she left me with the baby. Now, mm. I, I don't, I don't want it to look like you know it, it, it was some crazy craziness, but you know she just decided that our son would be better off with his father at this point, which is, I, I, some people might say, oh, that's crazy. How could a mother leave her child? But it's not like she just left him with some random person. And right. um, in the black community, and yeah, in the black community, a lot of kids don't have their father. So for her to actually be like, hey, man, I think it would be great for you to raise your son and blah, 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 and all of that. You're a good I, dude. It, I, I think it took a lot for her to do just to walk away like she did. And to be like, yo, let him be a man. I want, I want our son to be a man, so let him be with his father. So that's, so that's pretty. That's the real story. Um, now I took, I took the web series, and I, you know me, I put it on ten. I put it on yeah. like, oh, she left to be a singer, and she is really crazy, and and yeah. so yeah, amplify so, for the voice. I, I definitely yes exactly pretty much she wants in the first in the first episode she decides to leave to be a singer because she wants to be sing background for luther vandross unfortunately luther vandross is dead but you know she um that's her goal i don't know how she uh, she plans to accomplish that she's gonna but, sing for ray charles that's awesome yeah exactly so so, which is funny because in season two, she tries to uh, <laughs> sing for somebody else for Elvis, for, for somebody else who's not really living anymore. So, she, so, so, yeah, it's 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 really late, loosely based on my life, and it stars my my son and myself and a very talented young lady who plays his mother, his fake mother. Um, uh, Marcella, and then there's uh, a very uh, bunch of cameos by Atheon Crockett. So maybe, that's amazing, maybe, uh, man. You take something which a lot of people could perceive as negative, and you ran with it and turned it into something successful. You know, it's not just like you're doing the right thing above all and being, you know, a man's man, raising your kid and all that. The wife leaves, the girl leaves, whatever. But then you turn it into something artistic, and that's what I love about you. You know, you, just, you take that and you just move it forward. I'm able to curse on here. You can say whatever you want. Fuck yeah. yeah I, 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 as my grandmother would usually say, you turn sugar into shit. You turn shit into sugar. That's great. So, yeah. 
Yeah, so, you turn shit into sugar. You turn shit into sugar. You had a bad situation. Well, you well, like everybody else say, you, you yeah. took lemons and made lemonade. So no, I like you, I like shit into sugar better. Right. I'm yeah, not trying to make lemonade. <laughs> I can get my own damn so, lemonade. That's fine. I want to turn. Yeah, that's great. Shit into great, sugar. Yes. Yeah. So got, that's that's what we did, man. That's amazing, man. Congratulations. That's John the father. Um, yes. Before we before we you go, I know, you, I know your time's limited. You're a busy, dude. But I gotta tell a quick story. First time I met John, Jakar is showing uh, shorts at Flappers, and I walk in, and it's like me, Jen, a few other people, and then in the front left is John Ollie, which I can only describe as like an entourage. You had like I don't know who any of these people are, but you had like four. Hot girls around you, like few, like four, like beautiful women, like around you, and then you had like two dudes. One looked like your muscle, kind of, like if you needed something done. And then you had, no, I was like, who is this guy? Who cares? Like, okay. yeah, it's John. It's John Ali showing hood tails. It's tight. It's going on before yours. I'm like, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, do it again. And uh, okay. it was so Stop good, it. man. It was so good. Thanks for the lead in. Yeah. Uh, okay, first of all, I was with, at the time, I was with my girlfriend. Um, okay. Now, I'm not saying you were doing anything wrong. I'm just, you know, observation. I was with my girlfriend, and I think I was with David Spates, who looked really big. So, yes, he, he, he is very, you know, he's one of those dudes that, that the cops would be like, oh, this is the angry black guy. He's a big, angry black oh, yeah. guy. Which you know, David, he is totally not that. Um, but um, I think it was right. me, David, mm. my girlfriend, and a few other chicks um, that was with us. Or oh, I think they were not specifically with me, but I knew them and I invited them. So we were all standing around together. So yes, it may have looked like I was uh, Vince from Entourage, uh, and I had an Entourage, but <laughs> it wasn't. It, it it wasn't really. It wasn't all that. It looked like a girl that looked like Janet Jackson. She was actually feeding you grapes throughout the show and peeling them before. It was weird. But yes, you know, but because no, I, I, I have a Caesar mm. complex. So, yeah. You know, <laughs> See, we got to do more I, sketch, I, man. You're too funny. You're too good. I, I Caesar complex. Right. No matter where yeah. I go, I need a chick there feeding me grapes and peeling them. They have yeah. to be green grapes seedling. If not, they're going to find their ass to the curb. Right. If you bring me red grapes with seeds in them, I will smack the taste out your mouth. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't deal with the red grapes. They have to be green, and they they have to be Florida grapes. That's can't be yeah, California grapes. Florida. Yes. You know what? And it smells like it's from uh, Jackson, which is in Mississippi, which is not what I asked for. Get your ass out of here! I'm trying to do right. my best. Are these, are these Jackson, Mississippi grapes? Bitch, if you don't get these grapes out of my face. So it's yes. going down. Yes. The yes. new yes. single from John O. of the Gecko Brothers from the upcoming EP, Patricia's Son. You can get it on yes. Bandcamp at John Ollie. That's spelled, if you don't know, it's very easy. It's John, J O H N O L L I E dot Bandcamp dot com. Download it. And uh, it's super great. It's a great song. Um, and please download it. John, I can't thank you enough for being on the show, my friend. Matt. I appreciate this opportunity, man. Uh, I know we've been trying to make this happen for a while, just like the sketch we're supposed to be shooting. Um, do I'm it. still waiting on you it's to my fault. Uh, 
it, it, it kind of is. It is. A no, one hundred percent. It is not kind of. It's yeah. all me. Don't don't hurt me. We're gonna do it. I promise. Hey, this is the only time a black man will blame the white man for his shortcomings, and it's actually true. Well, it's usually so... our fault, John. Come on, let's <laughs> come on. Let's call it ghost to ghost. You're holding us down, man. White man is holding us down from doing this sketch, man. I'm waiting <laughs> on you, buddy. <laughs> I can't come even on. take care of myself. Procrastinating. All right, sketch is gonna be done. You heard it live on the podcast. And uh, John, when are you going back to uh, on the road? Are you, are you traveling anywhere soon before you go? I'm always I curious what you're weekend. doing. You're like I in London this. and Vegas, and where are you going? I know, right? I'm really living the life of Riley. Um, um, <laughs> I leave possibly this weekend to go do a show in D.C. on Friday, and then we're in South Charleston, South Carolina on Saturday. So it's and then I'm wow. back home Sunday, and then back to Vegas. Because, you know, I'm doing the residency in Vegas Thursday through Sunday. Yeah, I was just so, talking about that. So, yeah. So, that's wow. that's what's going on right now, man. See, and that's I'm, what... I'm doing all of that by with my son, carrying him from plane to plane and doing it all. See, that's what's amazing, man. That's, what, that's why I'm jealous of you. I may or may or not go to Target this weekend. You may or may not go to three cities tapped off by your residency in Vegas. And I mean, it's just amazing. It's amazing. I think you need to get a better life, man. Absolutely. Because literally up the block. What is the problem? I can be your security. Why don't you get me in there? Ah, uh, okay. Okay. No? Well, meet me at Target on, 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 on <laughs> you know, me at Target. Target. Oh, we'll we'll be talk there. about it. We'll be there. John, right? let's do that sketch, man. I'm going to put it together. I promise you. I can't thank you enough for being on the show, man. This has been super great. Uh, okay. And you and your son... I can hear him. I know you guys are traveling all over. God bless you. And, uh, yeah, let's put something together, man. Thank you so much for, for being on the show. Thank you for everything. Okay. I appreciate it, man. I thank you. John Alley, could you say bye to Matt? Say bye, Matt. Matt, Matt. <laughs> Matt, Matt. Say bye, Matt. Matt, Matt. Okay, there you go. Bye, Matt. He's great. <laughs> I love him. All right, man. John, thank you, my friend. All right. Take it easy, guys. Okay. Take John. care. Thank you, man. That was John Ollie. That was a great interview, man. That was John fun. Ollie. You know, he, uh, that's, I think that's a great idea in and in a very relatable, uh, you know, thing with the single dad. Yeah. You know. Keeping um, it real. Happening. You know, he's not like, yeah, this bitch. Yeah. yeah. He's really putting it out there. That's, you know, that's what works. I love it. I'm a single Honestly. dad. I mean, I just don't know yet, but I'm sure there's some. Clark's running around. No. Oh. We're going to take a quick break. Please tweet us at the underscore podcast. And don't forget to enjoy this word from one of our highly selected sponsors. Boarded a sports bar a long time ago. Co-host of the John and Agnew Show. Went to my chagrin, I was dealt a blow. When I heard the voice of Kate Corrado. Katie, Kate Corrado, queen of domestic beer. She's very friendly when she wants to meet you. Works at Giuseppe's Pizza. Sorry, wah, wah. She won't eat ya. Loves the Jersey Shore. Throws up on the beach. Yeah, yeah Katie, Kate Corrado, queen of domestic beer. 
drinks lots of beer with a raspy voice. No more cigarettes, but not by choice. Microwaves, pizza, so the crust is always moist. Excel at sports for music steroids. Katie, Kate Carrado, queen of domestic beer. Spent all her time at the shore like a sailor Got angry and Frank called a tailor Went to college so she's no failure Favorite food, the Burger King Whaler Katie, Kate Carano, the queen of domestic beer John, are any of your pets ever in a situation where they need to get off of something or you want to get up and go to the bathroom and they're laying on you but you don't want to be the bad guy so you say, you want a treat? And then you get up and give him a treat. Oh, my gosh. All the time, whenever I walk Mac, and she's just, you know, she's already pissed or shitted, shattered, pooped. Who, Mac or the homeless guy? Uh, uh, the dog. Oh, right. Of course. This time, for this story. Yeah. Uh, and, but then she's done, and she's just kind of wandering outside just because, you know, she's a dog, and she just loves yeah. to sniff everything, and she's just buying. I'm like, I got to get back in and get back to work. So I go, Mac, you want a treat? And when I say treat, her ears perk up and we go inside and sometimes she remembers. Like we go all the way up the elevator, all four floors. We get into the house. I take off her leash and then she sits there and stares up at me. Oh, right. Because she wants a treat. Like with her hand out, her little paw. Does she put the paw out? No, she she didn't. Treat us. She wasn't in the mood for treat or for paw. My cats are getting so fat because I do it all the time. Like just a minute ago, Mary was outside, <laughs> and I don't want to like be the bad guy and push her in. So I'll be like, "Do you want a treat?" Even though you just had one. And uh, whenever we make them breakfast, even if Jen makes it, I'll be the one to give it to them. So they associate positive reinforcement with me. Oh. Like Jen will be like, "Get off, Mary! Get get out of there!" Like the one cat will eat the other cat's food, and I'll be like, "Is that your food? You're adorable!" <laughs> and I, but I won't stop it. And Jen will be like, come on, guys. I'm not your dad. I'm not just going to oh. sit here and smile. Oh, my God. Because I sit yes, there and smile. They're like little kids to me. I don't want to be the bad guy. All right. No, see, that's so funny. Whenever Shady tries to eat Max food, I'm like, no, that's Max food or vice versa. They try to eat each other's food? I don't know why. Do you yeah, give Shady the don't... wet food or the dry food or a healthy combination of both scenarios? <laughs> the dry. Yeah. I've been giving her the dry for a while now, and she likes it. Oh. But it's like the healthiest dry that you can fucking afford. $30 a bag. Oh, yeah, and it lasts for like a week and a half. Right. Yeah. You ever get home and you realize you didn't get the cat food or something that you needed, but because it's an animal, you're like, I, I need to go back out. Like, if it was just me, yeah. I'd be like, I can do without that, you know, that extra salami or something. I'll just make yes. something in the microwave. Because it's like a little life, you're like, Going back out. Like, they could probably be okay till the next day, but we're not dicks. Right. Yeah, like, even if I forget butter and that makes it that I can't cook the one thing that I had to cook that night, then I'll just get, like, you know, a box of the mac and cheese, instant mac and cheese that we have in the cupboard. Right. I'll make a sacrifice. I won't go back for that dumb stick of butter, but I'll I'll go back for the cat food. Yeah. It It happens to me all the time. ADD, you always forget that one thing. Oh. I so, always forget the one thing that I went there for. Oh yeah, we've I talked about that in the show before. You go to the, uh, you go to the register and you're like, oh, I forgot we needed soap, and then you go back 
and it's like Forrest Gump, in, you know, in, in Vietnam. I gotta get Bubba. And yeah. then when I went back, I saw Tex, you know. <laughs> and then when I went to get soap, I saw. Buy one, you know, get one deodorant. Buy one, get, and I needed that. Yeah, happens all the time. ADD is funny. Oh, it's the worst. Is it a handicap? I mean, can, can we get the placards in the car so we can park up close? I like the idea of us not having to wait in lines. Yes. Because think about it. We don't take time. Well, we, in school, the rule, the law, whatever it is, we don't have timed tests if you're diagnosed with ADD. You can't be timed for it because it just takes us longer. Well, the same should apply Yes. To waiting in line at the food store, we may go crazy. Touche, Mr. Dodger's cap, hat chat. We, we, it's gonna, it hurts us. It's like having someone that's a diabetic and they need that insulin fix, you know? The glucose right. levels are low. Oh, you need this shot? Well, you're going to have to wait in line while some person... I was at Petco today. Very similar. You know, doing big things. Get Petco, getting the Petco. Uh, cat food, the treats, and the lizard treats. Totally. And the... Um, Woman in front of me was writing with a check, and I felt so bad because I thought it was a man, and I was trying to look at her to see if it was a man or a woman. I thought it was like a 60-year-old transvestite, to be honest with you. But it was just a handsome woman, a slovenly lass. And this Petco employee was watching me, kind of like being polite, but clearly ADDing, like staring off in the distance, like, you know, five, six minutes, I'm waiting there while she's like writing a check. And he goes, come over here, man. I'll help you. I says, thank you. So I, I paid, and I got out. And as I'm getting in my car, I look in, and she's still like writing a check. And I, I felt kind of bad, but I thought, how much does that suck? Like, oh. it takes you like 10 minutes for a transaction. Like, oh. imagine living with someone like that. Hey, we made nope. breakfast. It's going to be an hour before we can sit down and get your fork <laughs> ready because you're so fucking slow. Because uh, I'm very imp- – I have a lot of patience. I'm very impatient with mundane – like uh, travel, moving one place to another. Like when yes. we're done eating, I'm ready to walk out. I'm, I'm, I'm in the car, I'm ready to go. Yep. Or, you know, other people be like, I need to get my purse. Let me check the, the receipt. And I'm like, I'm, I need to keep moving. I would be a great soldier in the sense that I could wake up and just go. I'm ready to go. What about when you park your car? It's like as soon as you put it in park, turn the, take the key out of the ignition, and you just get right out of the out car. Out of the car. I'm not Everything. doing anything. And if I'm on my phone texting, I'm doing it while I'm walking or I'm anticipating a red light where I can right. time this. I'm very right. efficient with time. Very inefficient with my life. Very efficient with time management. Are you well, the same way? If you weren't, yeah, if, imagine if you weren't efficient with your time. Oh, I, I would be floating. I would be bobbing in the sea like Wilson from Castaway. You know, I would just be <laughs> bobbing there. Like I wouldn't know what to do. What's well, Clark I'm doing? I'm sorry. He's bobbing. Clark, I'm sorry. Clark, I'm sorry. Sorry, it's a great impression. I think that was Captain the whole thing. Scully? In, college. in college, it was like, if I can just get this all timed out to at least show up on time, then I think I'll come out of this alive. Right. You know, because my brain wasn't going to get this for me, so I'm just going to show up, and yeah. that required a lot of time management just to at least show up. Yeah, you have to budget the allocation of your time, Portland. Figure out what it can skip to roll up a fat doobie for and uh, A regular Robert Marley, we have not. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> so I went to regular get my tuxedo um, this weekend. 
Oh, There's yeah. a specific tux. Uh, this is from the email you sent in February of 2016. I was taking care of this in September. So clearly time is something we need to work on. But um, <laughs> so good at timing. I have a tuxedo that I'm going to wear to the wedding. It's very similar to the beautiful, elegant um, tuxes that you picked out for the groom's party. And I believe it was a... Trying to th- it was Joseph Abood? I think that sounds right. Yeah, which is great. He's one of the best. And uh, But I figured I had this weird, and again, this goes back to ADD. I was in a wedding in Florida before where we wore the khakis and the white shirt because it was on the beach. On the beach with sandals. So for some reason, I thought you were doing something similar because I was like, that's Florida. All the weddings probably are the same. Yeah. So I was like, I have to get this tux that John sent because that's clearly like, you know, that's what you need to do. Yeah. Um, which wasn't the case, which is great. And I would have done it anyway, because I love you. But I went in there. And you can speak to more of this than me, because you're in the, you're in the, the bowels of, of, of the wedding planning. But I got my measurements and all that. Very nice. Great people there, too. It's a great store. And they're like, it's $298. And I just oh. thought, I, I don't understand. And I was kind of dumbfounded. Could that be? And then I looked at the receipt, and I said, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll pay for it, whatever. But it was like, everything was 30 times more than it should be, because that, you know, that's the nature of the business. They have to make money. Right. You know, you can't just say, here's a freebie. They're, they're not in there for charity. And I'm happy to do it, because it's, it's a, it's, it's a well, blessing. But it was, I'm thinking, it's for six hours wearing a suit. You're making this much money. I'm in the wrong business. We need to start like a tuxedo rental store. You can rent the same thing over and over again and make 300 bucks a pop off of one guy. He figured the average wedding party is probably five. You know, you're doing 1500 bucks a weekend, and that's just one party. Oh, yeah. I mean, what a racket. I know. I, uh, well, wait a second. Did you just say that you have a black tux? I have a black tux, and it, it looks similar to the one, but I, I assume because it was uh, a destination wedding that you're, you know, you're renting out, that you have to do it. There was a specific, it has to look the same as everything else, but then I read your emails, and it was like, if you have a tux that looks similar, you can wear that. And I was yeah. like, oh, I do. I just should have read the email, because of you know, ADD. <laughs> but I, I assumed it was like a, a specific color theme or whatnot, but it's a very classy, elegant black, which I think it always should be. You know, not yeah. a dumb bow tie. Or, you know, you're not a clown. No. It's classy. Yeah. And I was talking to a co-worker who wants to come on the show and and chime in. Apparently, the tuxedo rentals are are a breeze compared to the the bridal party. I guess they have to buy your dress. Yeah, they all have to buy new dresses. And you're never going to wear it again. I guess it's kind of cool, though, because it's it's a one-time thing. Or or in my dad's case, three times, I would... In here, Pittsburgh. But no, you're doing. Um, I'm kidding. You're doing a. Uh, it's that's kind of cool, I guess, in a way. You know, you're wearing it for a special day, and you're not going to be wearing it again to a cocktail party because you're, you're holding up the sanctity of the the occasion of marriage. And if you think about it, how many dresses do girls wear more than once anyway? Never. No, none. none. Jenna has like thirty. That I'm like, well, I guess this. Yeah. You don't wear them again anyway, ever. No. I guess they you could on the red carpet. I think, I think they should. I think they should whip out that, you know, 
matron of honor, the maid of honor, yeah. and to like McDonald's. <laughs> Can I help you? Yes, I'm the princess Buttercup. Uh, I'm a okay. bridesmaid, but never a bride, motherfucker. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sir, ma'am, I don't know. Why are you fending me? But it is a racket, right? Of course, dude. The whole wedding process is just a money flush. John? Like, what? No, go ahead. I, oh, I thought you couldn't I'm hear just, me. I'm, it hurts me to hear you say that. Yeah, it's bad. It's just uh, they they mark up and double and triple the cost of everything. You're, you're and, saying, and you think you can negotiate everything, but then they like they just backdoor you at the end, and it's not even like a negotiation. It's just like, oh yeah, that that was uh, factored in on the part where you didn't read, sir. What is this seventy five dollars surcharge for? Oh, that you had a mint. You had one of those peppermint mints on the counter, seventy-five bucks. It's like it's like the hospital. Can I have an Advil? Sure. Oh, it's, it was eighty dollars. Yeah, which is you true. Used a, uh, you used a toothpick, uh, both yeah. sides of it actually. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, hundred bucks. Thank you. Yeah. It's a racket though. I love it. So, it's yeah, kind of funny. They just crush you. Uh, but I'm so cheap that when I get married, it's going to be like some destination wedding where it's like family and. I, if, I think honestly, if I had to look at the the price of that stuff, I would. First of all, I wouldn't make it to the altar. Jen would leave me because I'd be like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Twenty hundred for the pictures? I have a D, a seven D DSL camera. I could take the same thing and have a buddy do it for free. I would be arguing oh, yeah. the whole time. Oh, yeah. If they were said, well, the music, the DJ. I said, no, I could. I have every song on yep. my phone. I could do the music. I, I think do. I would ruin the day, and I just I wouldn't. I would get so stressed out that Jen would be like, I'm not marrying you. We're done. Have fun with your right hand. And I would go, oh, Will! And I would well, go, Luckily, John? Heather's dad is paying for the majority of it, but I mean, Thank I've God. had to, whoa, I've had to the hell was that? pay for some strange things along the way. But like Heather and Sex I paid stores. them off over time. You know, like we got engaged a year before, over a year before the wedding. So, so what kind we, of, you plan it? Yeah, we had, like, time to, like, deposit, you know, like, pay off certain things over time. So right. it didn't really financially cripple us. Right. See, that makes sense. When you spread it out over time, like a loan or whatnot, it's not like a happy, happy day, sir. 35 grand due at midnight. 35 grand. That's a good topic. Let me try to save money. Doing stupid things that cost you more money, like car repairs, oh, yeah. or uh, you know, well, I don't really want to keep paying this five hundred dollar electric bill. I'm gonna try to buy some solar panels from Jamaica and install them on my roof. Matthew died this morning while falling off a four story building while installing <laughs> solar panels. Did you watch any of the debate? Yeah. Or did you follow my live tweeting? Oh, I loved it. Thanks for doing that. That was a lot of work. Dude, it was exhausting, but it was funny. It's kind of like I didn't get what I was going to do at first, and then I just started. I was like, I'm just going to wait for something to make fun of. And they just came tumbling in like an avalanche. It was like waiting for the beehive to start swarming after you throw a ball at it, and then all of a sudden you're like, I'm dead. They're all everywhere. I'll tell you what, man. It was really I bad. I feel like 
both of them really acted like babies during the debate. I felt it was a bunch of name calling, and I gotta be honest, I think Trump lost that one. He came unprepared. He kept talking about his properties. China. Yeah, the black the black guys died in Chicago. I have property there. China. Uh, China. And, uh, uh, you know, I love South Carolina. I have a lot of property there. It's always about you, Donald, right? Yeah, That's it's... why I just can't stand this guy. It's always about him. It's He doesn't want to be president because he cares. He wants to be president because it's not a notch in his belt of, you know, milestones of power. I have a lot of, a lot of friends there. I have property there. You do? Great. I got a blowjob like... in Florence, South Carolina once. I'm not... <laughs> Come on. He's like... We need negotiators in the White House. These we have people handling our money. They don't know what they're doing. Oh, the dad, Lester. Yeah. Actually, excuse me, Lester. Donald. They do. It's a little bit bigger issue than that. And I didn't think Hillary brought it either. I thought she, she was reading. Clearly, she, she was making these puns of jokes that she didn't write, and would do this like little smile afterwards. Trumped up, trickled down. <laughs> a little wordplay. She said that one like two or three times. I was like, wow, I'm can't, I can't believe she got it out. I know. You know. That's like, she That's sells smiling. seashells down by the seashore. Yeah. Trumped up, trickled down. Please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. Pendas. What is that? What is Pendas? Sounds like a transportation organization. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking Pendas to Route 4, getting off at 15th Street. I'm going to Boobs and Beer there with John Knight's bachelor party. Boobs and Beer. Boobs and Beer on 43rd. Boobs in the pool. But it was fun, though. You watched the debate. It was interesting. Did you, do you do other things when you watch the debate? Because I'm so ADD. I can't watch two people just talking. I have to have, like, an iPad going on because I'm listening. But I can't yeah. just, like, watch those two talk. That would be, like, a waste of three hours or an no, hour and a half. I could never. No, 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 no. I was kind of, like, watching that, but I had the laptop open, and I'm sure I probably had the phone, too. Doing some um, work. And I think there was a game on. Monday Night was Football. Was it Monday Night? Yeah. yeah, Monday Night Football. So I was flipping back to that Saints-Falcons. Awesome. And just waiting for, for someone to do something stupid like, what did, uh, Trump just kept saying, law and order. <laughs> Two words that they, they forgot, law and order. Two and words order. that need to be. And I'm a big, I love when he said, I'm a for big sure. fan of all, I'm a big believer in all kinds of energy, of all forms of energy. Really? You're a big believer in all forms of energy. Not, I'm a big believer in renewable energy or right. traditional energy, but all forms. So that means gas, coal, uh, wind power, solar power, your nuclear. You're you're a big believer in all of them. Well, that's great because they exist. It doesn't need your belief to validate them. What you should have said is, I believe in renewable energy uh, to fight climate change, or you know, probably more his stance. So I believe in, uh, I'm a big believer in coal because of the jobs, but he just, he's just such an ass. I mean, oh, yeah. he's, I mean, he's, it just, he doesn't make any sense. No, and he, you could totally tell he had no preparation no. Uh, because he just kept, he, he could never end what he was trying to say. It was like he would get off to a good start and he just ended up saying like, and we're going to make America great again. Yeah, great right again. And he would uh, jab Hillary here and there. Um, some of them were kind of funny, but, you know, yeah. it's the president. It's funny if it was just Donald Trump. Right. It's not funny when it's the guy running for president. Exactly. I like Donald Trump, but I've always said this. Yeah. I like him as an entertainer, as a man. Yeah. 
I don't like him running for the highest political office in the world. I feel I could beat no. Trump in a debate because I would say things like, all right, you love the country, right? So do I. Tell me three of the Bill of Rights and just I'll, I'll walk away. And I would just yes. name simple things. What's the capital? Something about America that's important for the president to know. Uh, what's the Third Amendment? You know, And he would definitely not get a bunch of them. So I'd be like, well, there you go. There's your candidate. Doesn't even know, you know, because he doesn't. He makes shit up. Yeah, my, my, my kind of like my... My final thoughts on that, my, my wrap-up, my synopsis, was <laughs> Trump was basically always be closing. We need negotiators in the White House. Hillary was basically saying, I've just been doing this a lot longer than you. Right. And there's just no way you're going to – because there was times where Hillary would say something and it would almost – it was almost like she was setting him up, like baiting him. Yeah, because then he yeah, would exactly. go off and ramble and say inappropriate things and say he thinks he doesn't really understand. <laughs> Precisely. Russia, Russia. I keep, I keep hearing Russia. Maybe it was Russia. Maybe it was yeah, China. Russia. Maybe it was a four hundred pound man in his mother's, mother's basement. Maybe. Loved his tie though. Loved that tie, that blue tie he wore. Classy. It was very very. Knows sexual. how to dress. The guy's not stupid. He just knows how to pander to idiots. I mean, it's amazing he's gotten this far. It's a, it's incredible. And I'm not a big Hillary fan anyway, but she's a, she at least has been the Secretary of State and a senator. I mean, he has zero political experience. At least run for, right. like, governor. Can you imagine if he ran for governor of New York and won, and then he'd be like, oh, I cleaned up New York. I'd be like, you know what? He, he okay. showed his true stripes. He, he did a good job. But he's yeah. just saying anything, and I'm like, I, he doesn't have any experience. He has as much political experience as I do. Right. Or you, you know? <laughs> I mean, really. He does. He has more money and more fame, but he has the same political experience as you or I. Yeah, he just, uh, yeah, it's like, and I'm like, Hillary's been in the White House, I feel like, for my whole life. Yeah. So she has to have connections. Like, it's just impossible for her not to have more important connections than Trump. Right. She knows how to play That's the game. Help us. And his whole thing is, well, I'm an outsider. It's not a game. Well, you know what? It is a fucking game. And if you don't play it, while you're in there, you're not going to get anything yeah. done. Yep. Look at look at yep. Obama. Oh, I'm going to do this and that. Look how hard it is him to pass like gun control. Oh. It is a oh. fucking game. I don't agree with the game. I don't particularly enjoy the game. I enjoy Monopoly. I'm usually the thimble. But this time, <laughs> it's a little different. You either win the Game of Thrones or you die. By the way, I had a request today from a friend. Where did you get the Game of Thrones uh, pillows? What website? Because I was asked to ask you on the app. Well, uh, I'll tell him when I get them. Still don't have them. Still? No. Remember, you said October 3rd, though, so I still actually have some time. Right. That was kind of an overestimate, though. I assumed you'd have them by, the, by now. Jonathan, I don't like it at all. I, I emailed like him. I said, well, I, I, I emailed him. I said, will I get my delivery by Friday? Right. And... If they don't respond, then I am going to report them. No dice. I will sh slay them on the podcast. I'll slay them. them like the dragon's lair. You have 30 seconds to get to the labyrinth or the child turns to stone. Hey, got to bring this up. I'm going to segue into sports with John on this one. Do -do -do. But Pennsylvania, come on, man. Holy Best quarterback we ever had. Shit. Look at these scores. 34 to 3. 
29 to, what was the other one? 29 to 10. Something. Incredible. He All is right. just throwing the ball where he wants it to go, and he's making it rain. We've had a lot he's of good amazing. games, a lot of good first season games in the Eagles per season, but this one, there's something special about it, John. We're watching one of those things where in 20 years, little Rachel Clark and <laughs> Peter Hassinger will be friends going, Peter. I don't know. <laughs> we need we need it well, like it was in Wentz. Remember 2016, Wentz? Like you and I talking about Cunningham? Right, or McNabb and T.O. Right. For that one glorious year. What's your take also, on that? Also a year we started 3-0. and Yeah. Another year we started 3-0, 1980. We went to the Super Bowl that year, too. Ooh, dick the mail. Fine the lines. Only, <laughs> the only two times we started 3-0, and we went to the Super Bowl. Uh, Wait, the second one was 2004? Yes. No shit. Against the cheating Patriots. No shit. Remember, they spied on us. Oh, yeah. Spygate. Yeah. We were one of the victims. That's so right. He, he looks unbelievable. He was named player, Offensive Player of the Week. Now everyone's on his balls. He was the quarterback <laughs> that everyone said in the beginning of the draft. Uh, everybody, this guy looks good. This guy looks good. Wentz, we don't really know. He went to San Diego State University. Who knows what he's going to do in the pros? Yeah. Then his first game, eh, big deal. He beat the Browns. Next game, beats the Bears. Okay, it's the Bears and the Browns. He looked great, but it's the Bears and the Browns. Then we go up against one of the most historic, dominant defenses and offenses in the NFL, and we whip their. Ass. We always lose against them too. I feel like every Steelers Eagles game I watch. We lose, and that's why I hate the Steelers. Um, it's like I can't. They always beat the Eagles, thirty-three to three or thirty-four to three. Thirty-four to three. We just he just was amazing, and I learned something. I was I'm so like obsessed now. Remember in the beginning? Oh yeah. I was like I'm not even excited for football season. I know. Now, I do. I'm, now I'm more in than I ever have been in my entire life. Y'all tune like, the stands at the Pied Piper of Figaro. <laughs> Chip Kelly, like getting rid of him, just transformed this whole team back into a team that. Yes. Feels familiar again. Yeah, it feels like it's okay to come home now and things are back yeah. to normal. The crazy uncle moved out. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah, it was a bad idea to begin with. Um, I, I feel more relieved when Chip Kelly left than I did when uh, Andy Reid left. Andy Reid at least had a few good seasons. But, you know, at the end of that whole thing, it was just too long. You just It needed to go. Change yeah. was needed. But right. this it just feels very refreshing, you know? It's Absolutely. a breath of fresh air. It's a breath of CO2 in your lungs, your loins, and your little buds. Coming out your tutor. <laughs> but he has, a, uh, he has a photographic memory, this Carson Wentz. I believe it, yeah. If he looks at something. That's why he's calling audibles at the, you know, yes. at the line, like Peyton Manning in his, in his prime. Yeah, he's calling it off, and, you're, and he's, he's taking it down to a second within the shot clock, and then all of a sudden, the play clock, yes. and all of a sudden you're like, Oh, that's why he did it, because he just put one in the end zone. He is so good. I pray this guy stays healthy throughout the I year. I really do. Because you know what, what's going to happen is the other teams just take him out. They're going to go after right. him. And, and he seems like he can be pretty elusive. I like his agility. I like his yeah, his, his speed, his quickness. Yeah. I like his dead. He's tough. Yeah. I mean, and not just Carson Wentz. And no, our defense, it, come on. Darren Sproles, our defense, our secondary oh, was, was unbelievable. It gives me a chubby just thinking about it. It's phenomenal. 
I mean, it uh, makes me excited to to watch the replays in SportsCenter. And I read, I read, um, just like an interview with uh, Jordan Matthews and with Carson Wentz. They have the best Super Bowl. Uh, they have the best touchdown dance. They run up like they're gonna <laughs> chest bump each other, and they don't jump. Yeah. They fix their ties and they shake hands. Yeah, they they keep it tame because they realize dad's watching, and they're trying to be gentlemen. It's so cool. Hey. <laughs> What kind of guy is Carson Wentz off the field? I don't know a lot about him. Is he like a humble guy? Is he like a? Is he from the South? Like what? I don't, I don't think I've ever heard an interview with him. He's just like, like I mean, like an interview that's smiling. not on the, on, the, on the field about the game, like one that's. Where is he from? I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm just curious. I'm just a gal with stars in her eyes at this oxygen <laughs> bloke. Tweeters. Let's go back. Let me see where this boy is from. But, yeah, man, I mean, even the rest of the team, uh, they just look totally different. And, and uh, the coach, Doug Peterson, he, he's – God, everyone said this is going to be – this is going to like be mediocre before, until they get some new, you know, old veteran coach in here that we overpay like, you know, Jim Carroll. Yeah. But, no, we get some young guy who's just like all about teamwork. Yeah, he's all about making it happen. He's about listening, too. He listens to a lot. He reads a lot. You re- you hear that about him in interviews. He has yeah. a good ear to the ground, you know? It's not just, well, we're building something, and this is what we're doing. Well, you know, he he seems like he's got a good grasp on the, on the situation. So. Carson is from Raleigh, North Carolina. Ooh, Southern Bud. Born December 30th, 1992. He's 6'5". Yeah, he's a big he's a big boy. North Dakota State University. Hmm. Mm. He uh Bismarck. He looks like the real deal. He looks like a big dude who can take some hits. So I mean, I don't know. I th- I think it's the sky's the limit. But as a, a standard Eagles fan, I'm just terrified. I'm just waiting for right. something yeah. bad to happen. I know, knock on wood, I'm just thinking, Oh, this could be the week. He's gonna be out. Yeah. I just want to get that that first loss out of the way, because it's so exciting when you're undefeated and you're you're just you're just sweating. <laughs> Once everything regulates, you're like, all right, we're good, we're tight. I don't know what's gonna happen though, man. It's like when you used to play football. It's like I just want to get hit, and then it'll be okay. You know, like when the game starts, your your nerves are just driving you nuts. Right. Yeah. You just want to get that out of the way so you can be like, all right. I got banged up a little bit. I'm, I'm good. Neutral. I got the batteries recharged. Maybe drink some Gatorade. Blue flavored. And then head out there. Have an orange. Have a green. Which is always gross. The watermelon. Gatorade. Disgusting, right? Oh, the worst. Yeah. Blue is always the best. The berry mix, whatever. Love blue. Yeah. Blue juice. I bought some the other day. I was walking around. Jim, Jim's like, what are you drinking? I'm like, blue juice. He's turned 35. Idiot. What are you drinking? Gatorade. Blue juice. You know, Gatorade, because playing basketball and drinking the night before are like the same thing in this place. So, why <laughs> drink? The uh, standings in baseball, the Texas Rangers, the Red Sox, and the Indians have all clinched playoff <laughs> I'm sorry. I just love when you glaze over the bullshit. John's trying to do a segment here, 
called Sports with John, which is probably like one of our highest rated segments. And I'm like, I was wearing a Cinderella outfit going doopity doopity pee pee pop up. And John's like, Philly's up five, four. Just trying to glaze over the bullshit. Keep a little bit of class to the show. I'm sorry. Dodgers, Padres <laughs> tied five to five in the bottom of the fourth in San Diego. So then, yeah, oh, Rangers, game. Red Sox, Indians all clinched playoff berths. Then the wild card is just crazy there with the Blue Jays, Orioles, and Tigers, and Mariners all battling it out. Who won the Blue Jays game against the Orioles tonight? I don't know, but I will tell you very. Because they were beating the Orioles uh, fifth inning. I was watching a little bit. Orioles win. Yes, really. Good. Three to two. Good for them. Yes. Good for them. There's one game between those two. Uh, Then in the National League, the Cubs, the Nationals, and the Dodgers have all clinched playoff berths. And I think they've all won their division. And then it's the Mets, the Giants, and the Cardinals all battling it out. That's tight. Is it the uh, American League that's they're all within one or two uh, games of each other? Yeah. Which one's the I Blue think they're Jays? Closer, right? Or no, yeah, the Blue Jays, the Orioles, and the Tigers, and the Mariners are all within like a game of each other. And it's kind of the same way with the Mets, Giants, and Cods. Ah. I'm really rooting for the Dodgers, man, but I have no idea. Cubs, Red Sox, that's what I feel like. It is tough. Still yeah, Cubs, Cubs, Red Sox, I think would be a phenomenal World Series showdown. The history, the, the players they have, the lineup, the roster, the, the hookers, the hotel room. I mean, I mean the, the pitching staff, the bullpen. Hey, who's the, the guy in the Mets that eats pizza in the bullpen? What? What's, the guy? What's his name? The old guy they got, the, the pitcher on the Mets. And they showed him last year eating pizza at the bullpen during... Oh, um... God, my buddy who I work with, we always make fun of this guy because he, he's so fat that he right. swung and his belt unbuckled by his gut. Oh, did it? His gut, his gut unbuckled his belt. Like, when he swung a bat, his gut was so <laughs> destructful, it unbuckled a belt. Is that, that true? It's true. That's so great. It is true. It is true. Uh, what is his name? It's something with a C. Yeah. Gary Cornish. Cornish. Like a Cornish hen. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a fine, it's a chewy game bird that you can have <laughs> during your trips to, you know, Aunt Penny's house up in Yorkshire, England. Because it's the season. Through the woods. Anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, an amazing, like, just my eyes popped out of my head when I heard this. When I saw this, Tim Tebow's first at bat, first pitch in the instructional league, home run. No way. Is that true? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, shit. I am stunned. I told my friend that I work with who, who we always talk about baseball, and he goes, yeah, but he still looks like a drunk baby deer in the outfield. It doesn't matter. Does he? He's got the load on the sides. Wait, his first at bat was a home run? Yeah. Wow. Opposite field home run. Uh, and in one of the most sad but touching and, and really awesome uh, moments in baseball, <clears throat> Sunday morning I woke up to the text of uh, Jose Fernandez, oh, the, yeah. the young, t- amazing pitcher for the Marlins who's lost like one game at home in his four-year career, uh, died in a boating accident. That's in so Miami. sad, man. I saw oh. that picture. He collided with like a jetty. Yes. Oh, this dangerous that's, jetty. Your heart. So shitty. 
and the uh, the Marlins canceled the game Sunday. Dude, it was so weird. I went to a, I went to Packies uh, that day. That was Sunday for the the Bills game because the Eagles played at four. So I was like, I'll go to Packies, watch Bills, then come home and watch the Eagles. Everyone was like, so, everyone was like sad. Everyone, you yeah, know, like down. So like everywhere I went, everyone was like, holy shit, we just lost such a. Because everyone said the guy played the game like like you're watching little league kids play. Oh. Like he just loved it. That's what Mattingly said. Yeah, and he was uh, he was very well admired. You listen to a lot of the guys talk about him, and um, you know it wasn't uh, just kind of like oh thoughts and prayers. See you later. People right. really admired this guy. He was so good, dude. And he was yeah, he was just good for the game. He was great for the game. He was and, made it uh, exciting to watch again for a lot of people. So they canceled Monday and then Tuesday or Sunday and then Monday. Every Marlin wore number uh, 21, I think, or 16, I can't remember what number he was. 16, maybe. Uh, Everyone wore that number with the name Fernandez on the back of their jersey. And the first Marlins at bat, D. Gordon, skinny guy who hardly ever hits home runs. He was suspended for 40 games this season for... uh, Juicing? I don't know, maybe like weed or something. Uh, Um, He he cracked a home run. Cracked a home run, his first at bat, his first at home of the season, and he was like crying, you know, circling oh. the bases. And when he got home, all the players from the dugout came out on the field, and they were all like hugging him. And they, it was so cool because all you saw was sixteen Fernandez, sixteen Fernandez, just like oh yeah, jerseys that were all the same. That's touching. Poor so guy, sweet. man. He's too young, talented guy. I mean, the worst. Good looking dude. Could have been very. I mean, yeah. He Do you know, was accident in Florida. Go ahead. What's that? Really fun fact. He is a Cuban defector, and he got caught five times trying to get over here and sent back. Really? Yeah. Wow. I did not know that. I knew he was Cuban. Crazy? I didn't know he was had that kind of history. Yeah. I mean, he. Wow. you know, if you sneak over here and you get here, you're fine. But if they catch you, he oh, was you're riding fucked. over here on, like, he was riding over here on, like, inner tubes. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Sounds like us at Dorney Park. Yeah. What? Splash Mountain. Maybe Flash Mountain on the camera. Sneaky. No, doing in here. Hinky. Dorney Park. Where is Dorney Park? Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Yes. So the playoffs are winding up. I think the first game of baseball, uh, the baseball playoffs is, I can tell you. Oh, Chicago. A Jim Tomey favorite. I'll give it to you. Wait a minute. No, that's not it. Hmm. Wait a minute. This is Grandma's Charts. I feel like they start, like, next week. Yeah, it has to be. Playoff schedule. Tuesday, October 4th, AL wildcard game on TBS. Oh, the same day you get your Game of Thrones stuff. Cool. Yes. Huh? The same day that your Game of Thrones pillows arrive, October 4th. Awesome. You can celebrate watching the game on a nice uh, supportive pillow of the... Down goose feathers and Chinese tears. <laughs> there better be Chinese tears, oh, sweat, th- there will blood be. all over those things. Yeah. There will be a fingernail from a six-year-old that sewn that pillow under pressure and heat Good. and smug. Good. Great. <laughs> what? <gasps> oh, yeah. and I forgot the... I forgot almost. Oh, no. To open. Oh! <gasps> 
Are we being treated to a deck of cards? Tops cards. 1988 tops, tops, tops. Or is it 1989? Interesting texture. That's a 20-year-old piece of gum. That's a perfectly sane piece of chew. You know what? Let's all have a piece of chew. Two bubble gums, please. Okay, let's all do a line. Okay, let's all do a line. What is that from? Think. Hmm. Blow. Bingo. Who says it? No, actually, who causes Johnny Depp to say it? Pee Wee Herman. No. Penelope Cruz. He's a comedian. Seth Rogen. I mean, I can feel my face. I'm touching it, but oh. I can't. You know, I can't. Bob do Goldworth. A, can't do a good Bobcat. Yeah. Do you mind if I do a line? Yeah, that's I'll right. Do, I'll do a line. At so the bar. Really They're at the bar doing that. That was great. This is a really good pack here. Ooh. On the very top. Coach Lou Pinella. Oh, nice. Bit of a dick. Yeah. Good card to have, though. Kind of cool. And then one that we're going to add to the pile of Hall of Famers that we have already. Not Cal Ripken Jr., but Cal Ripken Sr. So we have both as the manager, because he was the uh, manager of the Orioles. Then the other two from Seinfeld, Keith... Hernandez. Oh, yes. And Great episode. When he was on the Mets, wait a second, let's look at the year here. Oh, only his third season with the Mets. Eventually would become a member of the 1993 Phillies. Lenny, the dude, Dykstra. Classic. Nails. Nails. Should we do one more? Oh, please. Do ten more, if you like, Mr. Salazar. Give me some time here. Okay. Oh, the, the gum is in pieces and stuck to the cards. That's a good sign. Interesting texture. Dick Williams. Who? Dick Williams. Ooh. Ah. Ah. I'm making nothing out of Chloe. Uh-oh. Good oh. fit. Whoa! Okay. All right. This is, gonna be, this is for all those uh, baseball purists out there. <laughs> all of you red, white, and blue-blooded baseball fanatics. Are you red-blooded, warm-blooded, red-blooded, blooded Americans? Number okay, one. Sure. Number one. Wally Joyner. Hmm. Not really a Hall of Famer, just kind right. of funny. Wally. Wally. Two. Amazingly, we have Cal, we have Cal Sr., and now we have Billy Ripken. Ooh, a family affair. <laughs> Who's not really a Hall of Fame either, either, but whatever. And now, another guy, not at all known. For his skills on the ball field, in fact, known for his one most costly error in the history of the game, Bill Buckner. How do I know that name? What was his do error? You know was Bill it Buck- the drop ball? 
He is the idiot in game six who let a dribbler through his legs so the Mets could score oh, yeah. and win the game and send it back to New York to win the World Series in game seven and give the Mets their first title ever. That guy had some hard years ahead of him after that. That's tough. Maybe that was their second title. So yeah, we're going to put Buckner in the, in the pile. And that... <gasps> Sports with John. Sports with John. Sports with John. Is there anybody listening? Listen, listen, listen. Hello, 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 hello. Is there anybody listening? Great show tonight, man. So fun to have John Ali on and the whole game of questions. This is a good two-hour show, man. Sexual. I know. It was a hefty, hefty beast. Tomorrow, I have to be out of here. It's 7.15 in the morning, oh. and we have to go to the Palm Beach Courthouse mm-hmm. and have, you know, Uncle Sam say, <gasps> married. Congratulations. Yes. It's amazing. One of my Jew friends did that today, too. Nice. Yeah, it's like a thing this week. It's great. I told Heather, I was like, well, if we're legally married, by the co- even though they got to, like, sign, it's not like the whole... It's not like once we're, we get this, we're married. We have to like get that and then bring it to the wedding. And people have right. to sign it. Then it's, it's legal like in the eyes of the Lord, and it will be legal in the eyes of the law. So you're covered yeah. both ends. Lord matters most. Law matters too. Congratulations. Congratulations, man. That's huge. And you're a trooper for staying up this late and uh, doing that tomorrow. So you're still going through with the wedding. It's good stuff. Excited to have that happen. And uh, God bless you guys. It's very exciting. Congratulations. Please Instagram awesome. about the occasion. You can follow John on Instagram. Hashtag, what? Hashtags and Snapchat filters all over the place. Oh, we've been Snapchatted recently, too. Somebody's like, hey, I Snapchatted you. Nerd.35. I said, oh, thank Who you. Who did that? Uh, coworker Amy said she Snapchatted. Well, nice. I said, thank you. So, did you Snapchat because we mentioned it in the air? She said, yeah. I said, a win! Somebody listened. Yes. So, congratulations on the uh, the legality, legal speeds, legalese uh, documentation tomorrow. And uh, please tweet us at the underscore podcastle. Follow us on Snapchat at Nerd.35. Thank you so much to John Ollie for being on the show. From the interior of Ministry of Defense, Jonathan Hester. <laughs> I am the gentleman who is still chewing baseball from gum from 1991. Matthew Clark saying, good evening, everybody. Pirates Barry Bonds. And I bid you adieu. And Oakland Athletics, Joaquin Adujar. Tonight's the night. Put away all of your worries. Everything is all right. We outspread a little joy to everybody in sight. The negativity is flowing away. Just let it go and you say, listen. Tonight's the night. Put away all of your worries. Everything is all right. We outspread a little joy to everybody in sight. The negativity is flowing away. Just let it go and you say, listen. Tonight's the night. Baby girl and I'm the thriller. It ain't no cat in here illa. Smooth criminal type. Yes, the lady killer. It sounds like this joint was done by Jay Dilla. Oh man, check shorty at the bar, all in the zone. Your priest hold my phone. She over there talking to that GB clone. But I'm about to make this guy move on. So Jamal, I'm back. We got your body moving, rocking, grooving. Harlem, Houston, if you feel the music, put your hands up in the air. We got your body moving, rocking, grooving. Harlem, Houston, if you feel the music.
pussy Put your hands up in the Every night is a chapter Wrote it in the club from the skills that I mastered Tap into your soul through the pain like a pastor Middle finger kisses to the hate up in my pasture Mr. Nice Guy living for the action I could give a damn who feel my rap when I'm spazzing Lockwood nice in the spike, smashing Ladies looking tasty with the skin I'm up and dancing, I'm witnessing how them bodies is glistening They're getting sweaty in this party, that ain't nobody missing The neighbors saying turn it down, but it ain't nobody listening Cups with effing phone while I'm on the floor, two fisting them The occasion we christen and be the end of the week I'm peeping freaks And visualizing all the spots I'ma kiss them in Playing the position that I'm in Staying lit it be the mission And we do to keep it right Cause the party tonight We got your body moving Rocking, moving Harlem, Houston If you feel the music Put your hands up in the air We got your body moving Rocking, moving Harlem, Houston If you feel the music Put your hands up in the air no emoji for my feeling here Whatever type of worry better disappear Bury all your animosity Just to make it clear All that petty petty gone Just so it be known But if you back to differ Turn it down and Watch it tone good feeling Flumming for the ceiling And I ain't alone Female specimen included in my resume Stop losing with uh. them rookies Come and win with a veteran tonight girl Magic in the music Make you move to it Mr. Jackson in the back You used to it Groove to it Enjoy the vibe, join the ride, still inside, party chilling, but it's spilling outside. Jack and Coke, hitting straight in the back of the throat. This heat ain't cracking a joke, I'm never packing a coat. Still pushing 90 well into the night, might as well sweat it out and just forget about the lights. It just... We got your body moving, rocking, moving, Harlem, Houston. If you feel the music, put your hands up in the air. We got your body moving, rocking, moving, Harlem, Houston. If you feel the music, put your hands up in the air.